Welcome to Bear Reviews, where we talk business. Hello, everybody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Howdy do, y'all. I'm Sean. I'm Chris. And we're here on Bear Reviews on a wonderful Tip Tuesday. We're ready to share some value with you guys. Yeah, we are. And uh, if we sound a little bit different, because we're uh, coming at you live from our uh, brand new studio brand new studio we're still getting some things ready unpacking the boxes yeah but you know you guys have really been encouraging us so much to like make this brand better make our podcast better make the blog better so that's why we uh, decided to you know upgrade the studio get better quality hopefully get big for everyone we're all just getting bigger in our own different ways yeah so let's jump into. Uh, oh wait, what day is today, Sean? It's Tip Tuesday. It as is I Tip said. Tuesday. So, oh, you already said that. <laughs> oh, so what is the tip for today, Sean? Our tip for today are, you know, we're just breaking down actually multiple tips wow. of personal finance, and you know, just some different ways that you can stay on top of the personal of your personal finance game. Yeah. Um, so if we want to jump right in. Uh, first thing is you gotta really understand the basics. You know, we say this time and time again. Um, but one thing you can do is, you know, create a financial calendar. Yeah. Um, if as a person, you know, if you create a calendar when all your bills have to be paid, your recurring bills, um, just different things. Schedule out your finances, and it'll, you'll be on top of it. Just like if you were to schedule out your life, you yeah. know, you know when everything's going to happen. So do the same thing with your finances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is so important. Uh, I mean, you guys do this with appointments, like doctor appointments. You write it down on a calendar. So uh, why not do it with your finances? Yeah, write out all your to-dos. Exactly. So moving on, we're gonna. This this next step is so important. Check your interest rate. So. I mean, a lot of people will ask, like, how do I pay off these loans? Like, I have so many loans. Um, we would suggest, you know, pay off with the highest uh, interest rate because, you know, in the long run, you'll be paying off all the money first. There's some people, Dave Ramsey says, you want to pay off the smallest loans first, get a snowball going. It's kind of like a mental thing. But really, if you look at the numbers, you'll save more money. Um, if you just pay off the highest interest rates first. Exactly. And that is the avalanche method, if anybody's interested. It is. All right. So by checking off your interest rates, you know, you'll be paying things off sooner. But a lot of times you can also refinance some of these purchases, such as your home and so so forth. So, for example, your mortgage, you might be in like a 30-year mortgage at 5.5%. But now rates are lower and they're offering 30-year mortgages for 4%. If you refinance, you'll be saving that 1.5% and you'll be putting out less money every month. Yeah. All right. Moving on, it's important to track your net worth. All right. And if for you that don't know, your net worth is the difference between your assets and the debt that you have. Um, this is important because it shows you that big picture of where you are financially. On our Instagram today, I uh, posted a, a little mountain that tracks your way to financial freedom. And net worth is a great way to track your 
um, your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Position, I guess, yeah. on the track to financial freedom. I mean, you could just track this just to flex a little bit, you know, on the haters. If they're saying that you don't got bread, but you know you got bread, you can just pull up all these uh, papers and be like, damn, bro, I'm worth eight mil Yeah. in your face. Um, tracking your net worth is also a great way to motivate you. Like you say, oh, wow, I have $800,000 net worth. That's impressive, you know? So if you can actually physically see what you're doing and where you stand, it will definitely motivate you to continue to improve your position. 100% agree. So moving on, this next thing we've already covered in an episode, but set a budget. You know, there's no excuses. Um, this is the very beginning um, for every other goal that you have in your financial life. And I mean, if you guys want to learn more about budgeting, more specifically, check out our other tip on budgeting. Exactly. Um, but there's a few other tips about budgeting that we can talk about now that we didn't cover in the previous episode. Like, um, some people have a method of just using all cash. So by doing this, you it's really a mental game then. Because when you um, pay with a card, you don't see how much you're spending. You know, you see a number, but you don't feel it. Yeah. Right? Actually, you, yeah. Yeah. So when <laughs> you have cash in your wallet and you're taking it out to pay, you're like, ah, I don't really want to give up all these 20s or something like that. So that's one way that people can kind of save money and stop from overspending. I mean, it's not as scary as you think it's going to be, you know, going into this. Um, but you might realize like, wow, I would have spent all this money. And now that you have this cash in hand, you're like, it, it's just like way harder to give up. Um, I, per I have personal experience with this. It's a great, um, it's a great thing to consider when uh, looking at your personal finances. It definitely is. Um, so next we're going to talk about a little bit of motivation. You know, we all get stuck in a rut usually when um, budgeting or thinking about personal finance. And that's where being motivated comes in hand. So set specific goals. Um, I wanna save this much by this by the end of the year or something like that. And that will help you, you know, you hit those goals and you're like, wow, I'm super pumped. Let's, what's the next goal? Yeah. You know, track your steps. And that's just one way to stay um, motivated and on track of keep doing this yeah the next really important thing I want to bring up um, is it, it, it's, it's uh, excuse me it's bigger than just personal finance you know um, love yourself this is so important um, in every aspect of your life but especially in finances um, you know we always say like pay yourself first like you really got to care about yourself love yourself man um, if you're in like this debt, this amazing debt, um, you know, you just gotta grind, get this stuff done. You don't want this debt, you know, hurting you or your family. So love yourself, take control, get it done. Definitely you gotta do that. Um, so moving on, you if you got a money buddy, this can be very um, helpful in, you know, just staying on top by having someone that's accountable, all right? So you can uh, help them stay on top of their goals and good habits with their finances, and they can do the same for you. 
So, I believe we talked about this in previous episode yeah, about yes. having a buddy. Yeah. Um, that was for goal setting, yeah. Goal buddy. So, if you do this, you'll stay on top of it, which is the main thing here. Alright, so, just grab a friend or, you know, anyone that you're, you feel comfortable talking about money with and having them help you uh, stay accountable. Yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on, we're going to talk about negotiating. Now, we already covered this, but since this is an overall episode, you know, negotiate, negate, ah, excuse me again. When negotiating salary, you know, get the company to name a figure uh, before you put out a number. You know, you don't want to undervalue yourself um, and you really want to see what they actually want to offer you. And then, of course, you can negotiate up after that. Definitely. Um, so, besides negotiating, since we've already covered that before, um, debt is a really big problem in the U.S. of A. All right, and we've already talked about like the debt avalanche, pay off those high interest ones. But for like student loans and stuff, is a huge one. You know, fill out the FAFSA form. Yes. You know, get the federal loans, get the Pell Grant, whatever you can to you know try to get as much free money as you can try to get as much interest free money as you can yeah um you know apply for as many scholarships as possible um there's so many out there that you can apply for it just takes a little bit of effort yeah and you can pretty much pay off a lot of student loans i mean that way percent yeah just take it up you got this bad boy so next tip don't ever co-sign a loan. You know, this is super important. You know, I, I just never do it, okay? Take it from me. If you do it and they don't pay, you'll just get screwed, so. Exactly, and if you are like a parent or someone um, and you wanna co-sign the loan, you know, just make sure, like know your children, first of all. Or know, like don't co-sign a loan for anyone out of your family. First of all, yeah. direct family. And know your children. Do they have a job? Have they been working? Do they have a history? I mean, I understand it's a difficult situation, but you don't want to get screwed over and have someone else ruin your life, basically, because you co-signed a loan. Plus, this, even if you think, like, oh, if I don't co-sign this loan, it'll ruin our relationship. If you do co-sign the loan and there's complications along the way, you know, it will ruin your relationship. So, I think it's better to say no up front, get that out of the way, um, if you're not comfortable with it. And it's it's better than going down the line and losing a bunch of money and losing the relationship. Definitely. So, now we're gonna talk about how to shop smart. All right. One way to lower your spending, overspending, you know, take your every purchase that you make and evaluate it by its cost per use. So say you're gonna buy um, a $5 uh, t-shirt that's like really trendy or something like that, or just a basic t-shirt for $30, all right? Are you gonna wear the trendy t-shirt as much as the basic t-shirt? Probably not because the basic t-shirt will fit in with more outfits. Yeah. So you might wear the basic t-shirts hundred times in a year and the trendy one only 20 times a year yeah do you understand what I'm saying now so 
<clears throat> the way it works out is you just gotta think about, oh, I'm gonna, and that goes for every every type of apparel or gadgets or anything. Think about how often you're gonna use it and if it's actually worth it. Because for some things you'll find out that you're overspending so much versus how much you're gonna use it. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, this, I, I always say, we're, we're about to buy something and you know, take a few days um, and think if you really need it. And then during this time, you can evaluate like, how much will I actually use this? Um, is it really worth uh, me purchasing, purchasing this? I mean, do this for everything, um, especially some of the pricier stuff. But I mean, cost per use is so important when actually evaluating um, your personal value to this object or material. It truly is. And on top of that too, for another thing is, you know, spend on experiences. People nowadays have so much crap that they don't even use. If you want to spend your money, and you should, to be happy, you shouldn't be looking for material items as much. Go to a concert, go to an amusement park, go travel across the country. You know, do these things and yeah. then you'll feel more fulfilled in life. And that's not saying that you don't have to own anything. Right? You're allowed to own things. But, you know, for like birthdays or holidays and stuff, ask for tickets to a concert or something like that. Don't just keep getting all this stuff yeah. that is just going to clog up your life and yeah. waste your money, essentially. Recently... I've seen this thing like a few people start have started to do where instead of giving like these fancy material gifts for Christmas or other holidays, what they'll do instead is they'll give people like tickets somewhere to go experience something with them. And you know, I think this is a great idea. Experiences really do pay off more. Even though it's like a one-time thing, um, it really can, it just makes you more happy. Definitely does. So, moving right along, you know, shop solo is another way. We're gonna do a little thing right here. You know, that's so cute on you. Like, you should totally get it. Okay, I guess I will get exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> you see what I mean? If you have people telling you like, oh, buy that, it looks good on you or something like that, you're most likely gonna buy it every time. That's true. Right. And I mean, if you're by yourself, you really get to see if you like it. Uh, it's more of a personal thing than seeing what other people think. You know, if you should like the clothes you buy, it, you think... Who cares what everyone else yeah, thinks? Exactly. Buy what you want to wear and wear what you want to wear. And be yourself. Always. Exactly. Moving on to talking about retirement now. Again, we're just doing a quick overview of all these subjects. If you want to hear more about them, uh, please uh, let us know what you would like to hear more about. Alright? So, about retirement, you gotta start saving right now. ASAP. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, start putting some money aside um, as quickly as possible. Because, like we've talked about before, compound interest. It works freaking wonders. It does. Also, if you're ever offered like a 401k, uh, take it. Like, please take it. It's free Especially money. Especially 
if the employer is giving a match. Yes. If the employer is giving a match, open it up on the first day. Yeah. It is free money. So 100% take it. Um, if you don't take it... They will literally um, double what you put in there. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Most of the time. Well, so yeah. depends on the match. Up to a certain point. I think it's to 6% or something like that. It depends on whatever yeah. company you work in. Well, I think there's a max, but... The max is 18%. Oh, 18%. You're allowed to contribute 18% to your 401k tax break. That's pretty tough. But the employer usually will match like four or five. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So. Open it up. Yeah, exactly. And the next tip we're going to go on to is do everything not to cash out your retirement early. Whoa. This is so huge because, you know, if you cash it out early, you'll face so many penalties and stuff like that. Taxes. Taxes. It'll just be hell. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Honestly, just that would be your very, very last resort for money. And with like a lot of these accounts, such as the IRA and 401ks, if you take any money out early, it's uh, 59 and a half, I believe, is the age, you're faced with a 10% penalty tax for taking these funds out early so it's really a last resort like Chris said use that once you are actually ready to retire um, and some strategies you can wait even after you're retired um, and live off like something else for a little bit yeah just to say you know yeah exactly so one more thing is uh, when you get a raise you know raise your retirement savings too this is like huge um, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. Like, it definitely does. If you get a raise, you, you might you're gonna be all happy, but it doesn't mean you put your entire raise all into uh, retirement savings. But you should at least put a percentage and have that planned out before you get the raise um, and be prepared for it. When it's the happen. same ratio. Yeah. Um, like say, if you're making a hundred thousand, you contribute. Let's make it easy. Twenty percent. That's yeah. twenty thousand. So now if you make 200000 that's a big raise, but if you it's a huge raise. still only contribute 20%, now you're contributing 40000 Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. Um, so just do that, and by doing this, you know, you're going to want to live in retirement off of usually around 80% of your take-home pay by the time you're retired. So say you're making that 200000 when you uh, retire, you're going to li want to live off of around 80 to 90% of that um, every year. Yeah. So by increasing your savings every year, you'll be more likely to have that actual amount of money. Yeah. If you just kept that 20000 even though you're making 200000 now, you're only contributing 10%, which is a lot less than um, you should have been. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just put more money in there. Let that compound interest go. Uh, make that bread. Exactly. So moving next to our little bit of a bigger topic is a uh, kind of a, talking about credit. Um, I know we've talked about this before, but a tip is review your credit report regularly. So um, every few months, you know, you got one. You can get a report from one of the three bureaus um, every year. Wait, one yeah. from each bureau. One from each bureau every, every year. year. So space it out. Obviously, don't get all three at once. That wouldn't really make any sense. Space it out like every four months or yeah. every six months or something. 
Yeah, however you want to do it. But, you know, you got to check it because if something comes up that you know isn't right, you want to jump on that as soon as possible because that could really hurt your credit score. Um, and you want to flag that stuff and report it. Right yeah, away. you don't want to wait till you're getting a loan for a house or something to figure out that you have terrible credit from something that you didn't even do. Yeah. So. All right. So definitely figure out your credit. We've talked about that before in a previous Tip Tuesday episode. So if you want to learn more, please check that out. Next, we're going to move on to insurance. So insurance is really uh, a huge topic, but I just want to say like, if you're paying a lot in premiums for your insurance, figure out how to get that number down. Yeah. All right. Increase your deductible or increase the, um, um, the payout period or something like that. You know, by just increasing these things that maybe will be out of pocket later, um, you'll end up spending less every year, especially if you don't get hurt all the time yeah. or you don't get in car accidents all the time, something like that, because then you're saving money and not just giving it to the insurance company, which the premiums they don't really care about unless you're collecting. Yeah. Um, and then your deductible will be higher, obviously, but you know, we can always save for that in an emergency fund, all right? And that actually leads us onto our next topic. So as you um, lower your deductible or lower your monthly costs, yeah. annual costs, stuff like that, by increasing your deductible and lowering your premiums, um, you wanna have an emergency fund, all right? And an emergency fund is usually three to six months of your income. So, yeah. of like what you're spending, let's say. Your expenses, expenses yeah. Yes. You want like six months of your expenses. But I mean, that's just like the minimum, really. You should, you should wanna kinda of go a little bit more than that, just in case something horrific happens. I, I saw a stat, it was like 50% of Americans um, wouldn't know what to do if a thousand dollar expense came up like randomly all of a sudden. And a thousand dollars is nothing. Yeah, All right. it's not. So as you lower your premiums for insurance or something, put that extra money in a fund, yes. all right? And invest that fund. And if something comes up, you'll have that money that's been growing for years. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll be able to handle that fund, no problem. You know, this is one of the biggest things. I mean, you, you can never tell when something like this is just gonna happen out of the blue. When the government shut down and there's a lot of workers that weren't getting their paychecks, like government workers, um, I'm surprised how many were going on the news saying like, I can't afford to buy my baby diapers or food and stuff like that. These people did not know how to manage their money, they didn't have a plan. Um, they're living out of their means. Yeah, you know, exactly. You wanna live below your means. Yeah, exactly. You wanna live below your means, get that bread up, do what you do. All right. I mean, honestly, you wanna have at least some money. So you wanna be putting money in your savings. As we say, pay yourself first. Yeah. So every time you get the paycheck, put money in your savings first. All right. Put it in your investment, savings accounts, all that fun jazz. All right, and that's what the 401k really helps streamline, kind of. Um, but you want to be saving on top of that as well. Then you have all your expenses, and you want to have at the bottom of 
your income statement, leftover money that you can put towards savings or put towards your emergency fund. These are all different things that you really need. Yeah. So next thing we're going to talk about is a little bit of banking. So one thing I want to talk about is direct deposit. I'm sure most of you guys know what direct deposit is. Uh, you know, it's when your money gets directly deposited uh, into your bank account. And um, it kind of seems like it comes out of thin air. But I mean, if this money is just landing in your savings account and you never even like think about it, I mean, obviously keep track of it. That, that's not what I'm saying. But you kind of want to keep it there um, until you have a plan where to put that money. Exactly. Um, so direct deposit, another note too is you can set up these easy things to automatically um, put money into a savings account, into a retirement account, into uh, some other investment account. Yeah. Whatever. I and mean, whatever you want. And that leads to another thing is, you know, you got to keep your accounts separate. You don't want to have all your money in the checkings account and you just know off the top of your head that uh, this thousands for education, this thousands yeah. for that. No, it's not how things work. It's not. Have everything separate, have it labeled, so you know what's for what. All right. And by having the direct deposit automatically take out, uh, let's say, 10% for savings every paycheck, you don't even have to think about it. It automatically goes to that account. Yeah. All right. All right. So the last thing we want to talk about is um, really going into investing so you know when investing you want to pay attention to any fees associated um, with the transactions um, of any kind especially when going into like something like a mutual fund um, or even if you're just looking into like getting into trading uh, we've gone over this before with different types of brokerages um, especially like the discount brokerages where you can do uh, trades for free but you want to always know the, the fees associated with any action that you're taking. Exactly. Fees will tear apart your investments. So keep an eye out for them. And there's so many different options, as we said before, Yeah. to really pay like nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's some tools where you can go on like a different application like TD Ameritrade, do all your research and then execute it on a different platform for free. Exactly. To avoid these fees. Um, there's so many ways around it, and it's just about um, going out and doing it. Exactly. And last but not least, please rebalance your portfolios, all right, at least once a year, um, just to make sure you're staying on track of your investment plan. Yeah. You know, if you want to have 80% in stocks, 20% in bonds, um, something like that, Make sure that's what you got at least once a year. And, you know, make your adjustments depending on how the economy is going or yeah. all that different stuff. And make sure you're actually going to match your goals. Yeah. You know, make sure you're on track. If you're not, make an adjustment. Yeah. Just simple things that you guys have to think about um, when it comes to your personal finance that really make a big difference. It's true. And I mean, when rebalancing your portfolio once a year, I mean, have a specific date um, or week or whenever that you want to get this done and you know put that on your financial account exactly. like we said um, it all ties together um, and I would say right now 
Uh, first step, if you haven't done any of this stuff, um, look at your money. Make a budget. See how much you have coming in, going out. Just plan, please. It's the biggest part. So that's all for today's episode on Tip Tuesday. It is. Um, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, check out the blog if you haven't already. Check out the blog. We have some exciting stuff coming up. I don't want to reveal too much, but um, it's happening. Yeah, new uh, a new blog post will be going up on Wednesday, um, 12, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, what else we got? Anything? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, so when the studio is completed, we'll make sure to uh, notify notify you guys on Instagram. So. Make sure to follow us there. Yeah, we'll probably do like a little studio tour or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll show off the, the nice studio. studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what else? Oh, bearreviews.blog is the name of the website. Yeah. Please go check it out. Go we would really appreciate it. And please follow us on Instagram. That's where we're Thanks for listening to Bear, Bear Reviews. Right. That is all for today. And we will catch you next time.